Welcome to the Kingdom Dream Chasers podcast, a podcast for women of faith in direct sales and network marketing who are ready to build thriving businesses with God, for God, and because of God. This podcast is for you if you want to learn how to work smarter, not harder. If you're ready to give up selling for serving, give up recruiting for inviting, and give up those spammy messages for true kingdom connections. Here, you will learn how to embrace your identity as a daughter of the king in network marketing. And as you do so, God will show you how to chase his dreams for your business. Your host, Gail Root, is a passionate kingdom business coach. She exclusively coaches women of faith in the industry to get results by building their business on kingdom values. With over 30 years of experience and landing consistently in the top 2%, ladies, this is her field of favor. Hit subscribe and meet us back here each week as we learn how to work from rest and build thriving kingdom businesses. All right, here we go, kingdom dream chasers. Hey, 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 kingdom dream chasers. All right, so I've got a good one for you today. You can't read the label when you're inside the jar. So what I want you to hear in this, right, isn't it kind of like profound? How are you supposed to read the label when you're actually inside the jar? So what we're going to talk about today, what does it look like in your business when you're working in your business versus when you're working on your business? And when you're working in your business, I'm going to liken it to you are inside the jar. So in today's analogy, your business is the jar. And when you are working inside the jar, you cannot read the label on the outside of the jar. It's not possible. So it's not because there's something wrong with you. There's not because, and it's not because you're like faulty or broken. It's because it's literally not possible. When you are inside the jar working, it is not possible for you to read the label on the outside of the jar that you're in. So when you're doing tasks, here's an example. When you're doing tasks that are inside your business, those let's just use social media for an example because it's an easy one. So social media tasks inside the jar, working in your business, would be things like I'm doing a post, I'm going live, I'm you know scrolling through Facebook or Instagram, whatever your platform is. If you're following me, you're probably um, almost over 50 and you are probably just on Facebook. All right, so um, demographically, that's where you are. And me too. So if you're on Facebook and you're scrolling through and you're commenting on people, you're friending people, you're messaging people, those are all business activities that you're doing. You're working in your business. You're in it. You're in it. You're doing it. You're doing the thing. All very important tasks. However, what I often find from my clients when we start talking about um, God's purpose for you in your business, his call on your life, your kingdom assignment, and how that's showing up in your business... What we come to find out is she's usually not spending a lot of time working on her business. She's really good at working in her business, determining what the tasks are, making the list, checking them off. Those are all in the business activity. So liken yourself to inside the jar. But when you you need to pull back, you need to get out of the jar probably once a week. Please hear me. 
get out of the jar once a week, schedule time to read that label on the outside of the jar. Work on your business instead of in your business. So when you're outside the jar, you're taking a look at the jar. You have taken a step back. You're seeing it from a new perspective and it's giving you more clarity. You're using your wisdom. You're using strategy. You're using a higher level of thought than is needed when you're inside the jar. Actually just working, 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 doing tasks, completing tasks, checking things off. So once a week you schedule time. Some people call it the deep work Um, Some people just call it uh, your CEO time, your strategy sessions, but please hear me. You are a businesswoman and to run a business, you need to have time where you are doing activities that are more strategy oriented, that are more long-term oriented, that are more, um, why did I set that goal? And is that goal going to actually get me where I want to go? And where am I going in my business? So it's this reflective time. It is, it is pulling back and with wisdom looking at now what happens during this time when you're outside the jar and you're trying to read the label and you're like, Ooh, I'm discovering something new about my business when I'm outside the jar. And sometimes what you discover are some really great things that are happening, ways that you've grown, ways that you become more effective and more efficient, ways that you're giving up busy tasks for productive tasks that are actually moving you forward. So those moments of reflection about what's going well are super critical and important. However, we also might be taking some inventory of the business and we might be realizing, you know what, I'm also identifying some things that are not working well. And I'm not going to let myself get discouraged about that. I'm going to be very grateful and I'm going to say, okay, God, what do I need to do differently to make that thing that I'm identifying actually start working for me and not against me? And so then you start looking at it from a strategy standpoint, a wisdom standpoint, a creative standpoint, a solution standpoint, instead of just being inside the jar, plugging away day after day, exhausted, falling into bed every night and wondering why nothing's changing. So this outside the jar activities, this on the business activities are so critical and they bring so much value and you will find yourself growing in ways as a businesswoman that you didn't think were possible before. Um, but it's, it's, it's a pause, it's a pullback, it's a um, inventory and taking a really good look at what's going on. You can ask yourself, I want you to ask yourself three questions when you are outside the jar working on the business instead of in it. One is, what is going really well in my business? And the truth is, sometimes you're going to feel, notice I emphasize the word, feel like nothing's going, nothing's going well in my business. Okay, but we know that's not true, right? Because you're working on this business with God, you are learning, you are growing, and I want you to pull up your um, bootstraps and say, okay, gratitude, Please come and infiltrate my heart and show me all the things that are going well in my business. Show me the littlest thing. Show me the ways I am growing. I am changing things, the relationships that are forming, the things that have happened. So what are those things? And be grateful for them and write them down. That's the question number one. Question number two is, what are the things that I am willing to be honest about that are not working really well in my business right now, that are clearly 
um, kind of like an SOS, like like throwing the flag up. You know, this is really not working and I'm kind of putting my head in the sand and acting like I just wish this would get better, but I'm really not doing anything about it. What are the, are those things? Am I willing to write them down in black and white on a piece of paper, be brutally honest because God calls us to truth, ladies, and he wants us to live in truth. And always when we ask him to, to bring light, to bring light, light is always for our good. It may hurt. It may hurt pulling that head out of the sand sometimes, but you know what? It is always for our good. So that's the second question. God, please help me. Show me what am, where am I struggling in my business? What is not working well? Help me to be honest about this, Lord. Help me to see because it's only when these things change that things will really get better. And then the third question then after you've identified those things is, okay, and what am I willing to do about it? What steps am I willing to take? And here's where... I want you to please hear because often what happens is the enemy wants to come in at this point because believe me, the enemy does not want this to change. He does not want you to get out of this place of the head in the sand. Things aren't effective and efficient and moving forward. He wants you to stay struggling. He wants you to stay um, in busy mode and things really aren't growing or changing. So he will come in and try to attack you at this point and he will say things like, why bother? It's not going to make any difference. You don't even know what to do. All right. And so what you say is, hello, I serve the most creative God that, you know, the God of the universe who put the stars in the sky, who, who created every color imaginable that we can't even see yet. All of them who, who, who put every hair on my head. God knows every solution that I need in my business. And therefore I am going to seek his guidance and his comfort as he shows me what steps to take. And then we remember Zechariah 4.10. Ah, gosh, this has just become one of my favorite scriptures because it's the reminder that God does not despise the small beginning. We as humans, we despise it. We don't like those little tiny steps that we have to take that feel like they're doing nothing. We want like to be catapulted into success into the future. We don't want to have to take all these little steps, but here's the truth. It is in the little steps that actually that catapulting you forward has the chance. Because when you take those little steps, God says in Zechariah 4.10, do not despise the small beginnings because the Lord does what? He delights. He delights in your trust. He delights in you saying to the enemy, you are not going to win here. You are not going to make me feel so discouraged that I can't change this situation. I know with God's guidance, his solutions, his creativity, I can find new ways here, new strategy, new wisdom to change what's currently going on to become more effective and more efficient. So you're So you just say, what are two things, one thing, two things, three things that I am willing to do? So here's an example. Let's say you are finding, you're being really honest in your business and you're finding that you're making lots of connections with people, but you're, when it comes time to actually talk about the products or the opportunity, you're finding the whole thing falls apart and you're actually week after week is going by and you're talking to no one about your products. You're posting all day long. You're posting all kinds of things about your company and your product, but you're not having any 
one-on-one conversations about your products. And you know this has to change because you cannot make a sale if you're not having a one-on-one conversation. If you really think someone's just going to click on your website and buy something, that rarely happens. We've got to get into relationship with people. So then the question becomes, okay, God, I need to learn. Show me who is going to show me how to get into one-on-one or what can I do? Who can I reach out to today? Am I willing to reach out to five women today and just ask them how they're doing? Check in with them. Am I willing to set up a coffee, coffee chat with them and just see how they're doing? Ask them questions. Do I have a questionnaire? What is my bridge that I can use from going from how are you going straight to products? That is not a bridge. That is a failure. That won't work. So I've got to have a bridge, something that takes me from the conversation of, hi, how are you? How things been? To my products. How do I get there? And so this becomes your challenge. Lord, show me how do I create this bridge? What are tools that I can find and use um, to create this bridge? Because trust me, there are women out there that are doing it every day. They have found a way to bridge that conversation and they are making sales. So I know it's happening. I just have to believe it can happen for me. So what am I willing to do? What three steps am I willing to take? One step that you could take in this example is who's a leader in your company that's doing it? And could you reach out for 15 minutes of mentoring from her? easy. How about your comp- your corporate office? Could you reach out for 15-20 minutes of coaching from one of your corporate salespeople um, on this exact question? You have to become willing to take that step and say, I've identified something where I really could use some support and guidance and I am willing to take your suggestions. Could I talk with you for 15-20 minutes and get some coaching around this topic? So, I promise you, if you ask yourself those three questions once a week in your business and you're really honest, you go for the gratitude and you make it big. And then you go for the honesty and you make it real. And then you go for the willingness and you say, okay, I am going to take one, two or three steps. And this is what I'm committed to doing. And I'm going to do it by, you know, you got to timestamp it because all oh, the best laid plans, right? So our, our, our action items always have dates and time. So I will do this, for example, by Wednesday at noon. I will have reached out to somebody at corporate. Um, by the end of the day today at five o'clock, I will have reached out to my upline asking her for 15 minutes of coaching around this topic that I've identified that I need. So as we wrap up, you can't read the label when you're inside the jar. So all you have to do is be willing to get outside of the jar once a week, schedule the time to work on your business instead of in your business. And you are going to find after, I promise you, after doing this for four weeks in a row, one week at a time, you are going to be amazed at some of the new efficient and effective things that have started to move in your business. All right, ladies, I wish you the best. Thank you for listening to the Kingdom Dream Chasers podcast. It's not an accident that you landed here, so stick around. If you are blessed by the content, subscribe and join Gail weekly. There is nothing more important to her and her team than shares and reviews. So if you consider one or both, that would be awesome. Hungry for more Kingdom perspectives on direct sales and network marketing? Gail offers free and paid challenges, courses, mentorship groups, and coaching programs throughout the year. They may be just what you have been praying for. And most importantly, Gail wants to thank you. 
Thank you for listening. Thank you for being ready to learn how to seek God first in your business. That's the hallmark of a kingdom dream chaser. Hey, 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 Kingdom Dream Chasers. I am so excited about this podcast. Thank you for all of your encouragement and blessings, and I'm just so grateful that it's touching you. It's just such a confirmation um, that I I was so obedient to the Lord, because if you haven't heard my story, I did not want to do this. When I first had my coach suggest I start a podcast every fiber of my being yelled, no. Um, But here we are, and it's been such a great blessing. So just more confirmation that I don't know what's best for me. I don't know what's truly going to bring me joy. God does. So as I sit at his feet every morning, I listen to him. I let him guide my steps. And more and more, the closer I get to him, the more and more I'm guided. So that is my prayer for you. If you haven't listened to my Master Your Morning or jumped into my app in order to get your hands on the Master Your Morning videos that will walk you through step-by-step a morning practice that can change your life. That's my commercial. It's ending there. It doesn't cost anything, but it will radically change your life because it has radically changed mine. But we're going to talk about legacy today. Literally, the Lord woke me up at 3.30 this morning. I wake up in the middle of the night, but never so much that I literally cannot go back to sleep. And I clearly know that the Lord is trying to say something and I've got to get out of bed. So I did. And I went and I did a couple things. And then this podcast episode starts coming and just boom. And truly, this concept of legacy, it hasn't been on my radar. It hasn't come up in my thoughts. Like you Usually when I'm um, going to do a podcast episode, it's something that the Lord's been kind of ruminating with me for a while. Not this. This just came to me this morning. So I know it's from Him, and I pray it's going to bless you. So let's talk about in culture right now, especially you, obviously you're listening to this, you're an online businesswoman. And so you're hearing a lot in culture about leave your legacy. What is your legacy going to be? Are you going to have a legacy? My legacy is going to be this. Now, I'm not poo-pooing that because clearly there's some biblical wisdom and biblical truth that we want to live for more than just the day. We want to live for, we want to have a hope in the future and we want to be a blessing. So in order to have a hope in the future and, and be a blessing, we need to live with more than just accomplishing today's tasks. We need to have cast a vision for a future that is bigger than what we're currently living because that gives us hope. That's, a, that's God's promise. And so um, there's even a, a Christian um, songwriter, and I'm not going to be able to quote who wrote the lyrics or who even um, sings the song, but it's very popular Christian song, so you probably know it. And he says in there, trust me, I'm not going to sing it for you um, and be glad, but he says, I don't want to leave a legacy I don't care if they remember me, only Jesus. And so what he's trying to say to us is, look, don't get wrapped all up in legacy because really it doesn't matter who, what legacy you leave. What matters is that they remember Jesus and what you did and how you, how you, how you behaved. So I want to take us back to what does legacy actually mean? It actually means to transmit 
I'm pausing there. It means to transmit legacy. Now, some will say it's, it means if you look it up in the dictionary, it'll say inheritance. So some people think of wealth. They think of strictly money when they think of legacy, that you are transmitting the wealth that you've accrued in your life to your children, your grandchildren, to your charities, that you're, that is your legacy, that you're building a legacy means you're building wealth. Well, that's part of it. That can be part of it. But what what I want to pose to you today is that you are actually creating legacy, whether you want to or not. Creating a legacy isn't a choice. It actually is already happening. You are already transmitting your beliefs, your hopes, the way you operate in your life. You're already transmitting that to those around you. Whether that's your, in your home, your spouse, your children, your grandchildren, your friends, your church, wherever you, God has planted you, you are already transmitting. Therefore, you are already leaving a legacy. So this is what I tell my clients. You know, We talk about, in my coaching program, we talk about creating your income testimonial. And what I have to lovingly remind them is that they have an income testimonial right now. They may not like what their income testimonial is right now, but they have one. They have an income story right now. It might be um, that I'm, I'm not making any money. It might be that I don't have any profit. It might be that I'm only breaking even. But they have an income story right now. So same is true with legacy. You might be wanting to create a legacy or in that example, create a bigger income testimonial, but you already have one right now. And that's what I'm trying to get us to wake up this morning. Wake up and see that you already are transmitting your legacy. So my question to you is, what is it? What are you transmitting? Are you transmitting hope Are you transmitting trust in God's promises? Are you transmitting faith? So when those around you are doubting and fearful, are you transmitting God's hope and trust and God's love? Are when those around you difficult, are you transmitting God's love? Are those when those around you betrayed you or hurt you, are you transmitting forgiveness? What are you transmitting? Because trust me, your children, your grandchildren, your husband, they are catching it. Your teammates, the people that you serve online, they are catching what you are transmitting. So I'm asking you to please be intentional and careful and thoughtful because you already have a legacy. I'm asking you to choose that legacy rather than just let life choose it for you. Let, don't let the overwhelm of life, the checklist of life tell you that you don't have time for a legacy because you already are transmitting a legacy right now. When we look at what the kingdom life is versus the Christian life. Now, I know I'm talking semantics here, so please don't go get all offended, okay? Um, Because that's the Holy Spirit offending you, not me. So if you are walking in the mindset of ha- of being a good Christian and you have your little check boxes of how do I be a good Christian, 
I do, I, how do I be a good wife? Check. How do I be a good um, mother? Check. How do I be a good grandmother? Check. How do I be a good businesswoman? Check. How do I go to church? Check. Do I read my Bible? Check. Did I say a prayer this morning? Check. Did I pray for someone else? Check. Oh, thank you, Lord. I'm being a good Christian. Well, guess what you just did? You were just self-obsessed all day long with you. And yes, I paused for dramatic effect. Believe me, I've been here. And that's why I'm trying to break this off of you by speaking truth to you. We get self-obsessed, even as Christians, with, am I being enough? Am I being good enough? Lord, I want to please you. I want to do good. Now, conversely, the kingdom life, which is what I'm hoping to transmit, which is what I want my legacy to be. Now, please hear me. When I, when I tell you what I see as the kingdom life, and I tell you that that's what I want to transmit to my marriage and my children and my future grandchildren and my clients and, and my business and the women that I serve inside the industry of direct sales and network marketing, This is a tall order. The only possible way I can transmit this legacy that I'm about to describe to you is with God. It's the only way. I will never be able to do this on my own. But when we talk about what's the kingdom life instead of that Christian life, the kingdom life is, Lord, am I seeking you first every day? Do I sit at your feet every morning so I can hear your voice? Do I read your word so it can be revealed to me new and fresh and it can guide my steps this day so I can lead my business and my life with your strategy, your creativity, your wisdom? your hope? Do I lead my life with hope and trust? Do I trust in your promises when it gets difficult? Do I walk in courage even when I'm afraid? Do I step out in boldness in my business because you've called me to be a light in this industry? Do I collaborate with other kingdom coaches because I know there's no competition in the kingdom? No coach can ever take what you have for me, Lord. That is my blessing. That is my inheritance. It is abundantly mine, and it is abund- And what you have for those other coaches is abundantly theirs. By my collaborating with them, I'm not losing. I'm only winning in the kingdom. So my eyes are focused on you, Lord. What can I do today with you? What can I do in my business with you in mind? What, what, what steps of courage can I take with you in mind? What, where can I invest? And Lord, who should I be investing with to grow my business so that I am greater equipped to serve my clients at a higher level? This is the kingdom life, walking in that, that hope and that trust when things are difficult, choosing to say no to anxiety, no to depression, and, and please don't mishear me. I'm not acting like this is like a magic wand if you suffer from clinical depression or clinical anxiety. But I'm here to tell you that what the Lord spoke to me for my anxiety was, Gail, I've already told you what to do. And then he said in love, and you're not doing it. And most importantly, all he told me to do was seek him first. Seek him first. That means when I wake up, He gets my first. I make my coffee and I sit with him first. I listen for his voice. I don't pray or read scripture because that's even Gail leading the agenda. I want God to lead the agenda today. I want to be following what he wants. And you know what he told me this morning? I said, Lord, I don't want to miss anything that you have for me. And he said, Gail, you can't miss it. You stay tethered to me. You stay listening to me. You keep your heart's motive on seeking me. You cannot miss anything. 
Oh, I just, tears just came to my eyes when I heard that this morning. So that's the kingdom life that I want to transmit. Do I do it perfectly? Heavens, no. Will I ever do it perfectly? No. But can I make more space in my life for his power to flow through me? Yes, I can. Yes, I can. And I do that by sitting at his feet every morning. So I do hope that you see that you are leaving a legacy, whether you want to or not, whether you believe it or not, you are transmitting right now. So the question is, what are you transmitting? And I'm asking you to be bold and courageous and know that you cannot do it alone. But you are leaving a legacy. It's really not a choice. The choice is just which kind of legacy do I want to leave?